This is something I wish I had when I first started out. The unscripted posing app for photographers has everything you need to empower your photography business all in one spot. From posing and prompt inspo to client management, galleries, collaborations, and everything in between. Take photos you love and turn your hobby into your dream business. With a seven-day free trial, listeners of the Oshu podcast can get $20 off a yearly subscription with the discount code CASTY20. So go search unscripted in your app store and download it today. Use the code CASTY20 and start turning your passion into a dream business. Welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. I am currently sitting in my bed, in my room. And if you guys watch me on YouTube, I like never record my podcast in my room. Don't know why. I think it's more of like a mindset thing for me. But we're changing it up today because this is my podcast. And why not? Like I can record in my bedroom if I want to. So yeah, I'm sitting in my bed and we have a highly requested episode today. We are talking about Pinterest. Yes, Pinterest, the queen of social media. I really feel like Pinterest is the queen of social media. Like it has been around for so long, but like has kept its relevancy, which I feel like is kind of hard for social media. You know, there's like Facebook, which kind of, you know, died down and lost its touch. There's Instagram, which I feel like we all go through like ebbs and flows with Instagram. But truly, I feel like Pinterest has just, it has been a constant for me and probably for you. Um, So we're going to talk about how to use Pinterest in your business. This is going to apply to photography businesses, but also just like, we're just going to talk about how you can use business, business, how you can use Pinterest to get more business. Okay. So I am super excited to talk about this. I love Pinterest and I think this is going to be a good episode for you guys. Um, I actually have a little bit of a funny story that I wanted to tell you guys before I get into the episode. This actually happened at the last wedding that me and Charlie shot together. (laughs) And I'm glad that he's not on this episode because he's probably going to be mad if I share this. But um, basically, we um, were bringing the bride to the first look location. Um, And the bride is like Charlie's cousin. Um, So like I know her pretty well. Like, you know, we're family, whatever. So she, you know, it's very chill. So we're bringing her to the first look location. Um, I was helping her into the backseat of our rental car and I was driving the car. Charlie was like in the passenger seat. And for some reason, um, Charlie brought his like toiletry bag. I think he had like plans to like touch up his mustache or something like during the wedding day. I don't know. Like I, you know, I bring like concealer and like lip stuff when I shoot a wedding but that's because like you know 
I wear makeup and stuff. So I was a little confused as to why he brought the toiletry bag. But regardless, he brought his toiletry bag and it was like in the backseat of the car. And, you know, obviously I'm helping the bride into the backseat. So I take the toiletry bag and help her into the backseat. Um, and then we're driving to the first look location. Right. And all of a sudden, like we hear like this thing, like hit our car and the bride is like, um, I think something just fell off your car. And I looked in the rearview mirror and Charlie's toiletry bag was like tumbling down the road. Okay. Granted, we're like, keep in mind, we're in Santa Barbara. It's like a town we've never been to before. Like we don't know these streets, like, you know, it's all foreign to us. And we're in this car that's not ours. And so I see in the rearview mirror, like Charlie's <laughs> toiletry bag is like tumbling down the street and the bride is literally in the backseat of the car. And I was like, I, I like immediately pulled off into this parking lot that was like right there. And I was like, Charlie, um, your toiletry bag just like fell onto the middle of the road. Like it fell off the car and it's in the middle of the road. And you know, Charlie like jumps out of the car and like runs and goes to get it. And I was cracking up and the bride like is also cracking up, but it's kind of like a high pressure situation because we're headed to the first look. I think we were like two minutes ahead of schedule. So we were a little bit pressed for time, like not really, but like, you know, that we were on a schedule and the bride was actually like a little bit pressed for time. Okay. So Charlie like goes and gets his toiletry bag out of the middle of the road like I could just tell that he was going to be mad about it, but like in the moment he was just chill about it because you know, it's like someone's wedding day. Like we have more important things to worry about, but I could tell I was like, Oh, I think he's like mad or going to be mad at me, <laughs> which he should, he should have been. I, I left the toiletry bag on top of the car. Okay. That was my fault. Um, but anyway, like ended up being fine. Like we did the first look, whatever the next day we like opened his toiletry bag to like see the damage and I didn't realize it, but the toiletry bag got run over like multiple times and everything we opened in there was like completely crushed and like unusable. And normally this would be like, okay, no big deal. But Charlie's like hair products, like his mustache wax and his beard wax and like his brushes and his like, he has like this special balm he uses for his hair. That stuff is expensive. It's like $50 a piece for like each of those things and all of them were like ruined and I was like bro like I knew it was my fault but I genuinely <laughs> I just was not expecting all that stuff to be so expensive I guess it would be like the equivalent to like my makeup bag being run over but I just thought the timing of it was so funny because we, like we were in the middle of shooting a wedding like things must go on but it was like I don't know. I've never had anything like that happen to me before. I like never leave things on top of my car either. So it was so weird. Okay. Anyway, I just thought that you guys should hear the story. Um, it was a funny story and I hope that you got a little bit of entertainment out of that. Okay. So let's talk about Pinterest. I want to start with some statistics for you. And I think these statistics are going to be helpful for you to kind of understand the at for app form is what I was going to say <laughs> the app and the platform as a whole. Okay. So that's kind of like what I want you to understand by me sharing these statistics. So on Pinterest, 97% of the people who search or like use the platform are unbranded. So they're not like business accounts. They're not branded accounts. 
97% of the people who search on Pinterest are unbranded. 80% of, um, (laughs) okay, I definitely typed this wrong because it says weekly dinners, but obviously it's not supposed to be dinners. (laughs) Oh, pinners. Oh my gosh. I did it multiple times. The next one also says dinners. Okay. 80% of weekly pinners have discovered a new brand on Pinterest. Um, this literally, I fall into this 80%. Pinterest is a really great place to discover new brands. And a lot of people discover new brands on Pinterest. 80% of the people who pin weekly discover new brands. Um, 55% of pinners are influenced to make a purchasing decision. So of the people, you know, who are pinning whatever active on Pinterest, 55% of them are influenced to make a decision. So it says 55% of pinners. So I'm assuming those are like the 55% of people who are like actually active. Um, so I think that just goes to show how powerful Pinterest is. I feel like I used to think of Pinterest as like not really shoppable. It was more just like inspirational, but I really feel like Pinterest has optimized themselves to become a little bit more of like a shoppable app and a shoppable platform. 75% of users on Pinterest are women. That is right. Ladies represent. And you know, I'm a woman, so I fall in that 75% category. Slay. So 32% of people on Pinterest are between the ages of 18 and 29. And then 34% are between the ages of 30 and 49. So we're seeing like this 30% range. So 30 basically 30% of people on Pinterest are either 18 to 29 or 30 to 49. So that's showing like you know, these are people with purchasing power. It's not like a lot of people on Pinterest are like 15 years old. Like people on Pinterest are kind of in, you know, they're adults. They are adults. They have money. That actually leads to the next statistic. 40% of users on Pinterest earn more than $75,000 per year. We've got some, they're rich, rich on Pinterest. You know, we've got some money makers on here. We've got some bosses, some hustlers. We've got some CEOs on here. Okay. And I think that's a powerful statistic because that means like people have the ability to spend money on Pinterest. It's not like TikTok where I feel like TikTok is a lot of younger people who are still like trying to figure out finances. You know, they're still like trying to figure out life and that's fine. But I, I think when it comes to the business side of things, you, you need to go where the money is. Like ultimately you got to get customers. You got to get people who are willing to pay. So Pinterest, it sounds like is the place. And the last statistic is 40% of Pinterest users are us based. So we're seeing a little less than 50% of Pinterest users being based in the U S that's huge because that caters to people who are in the U.S. So if you're a creator or a service or a product based in the U.S., you are, you know, you're catering towards the majority of people on Pinterest, which is incredible. I mean, it's like you're kind of like the ideal business to be on Pinterest at this point. Right. So let's talk about Pinterest as a whole. Um, The audience that's on Pinterest, I feel like is a very niche audience. And I feel like 
your content needs to cater to that niche. Um, and kind of going through our statistics, we talked about the type of person that might be on Pinterest, someone that's 18 plus an adult, um, you know, a moneymaker, probably a woman like, um, these are the type of people that we're seeing on Pinterest. Okay. So your content needs to appeal to people that are within that category. So keep that in mind when you're on Pinterest, when you're creating content for Pinterest, always keep that ideal client, keep the user in your mind. Okay. When I think of Pinterest, I I don't know if I've said this before, but Pinterest is basically like wedding clients and photography clients are sitting on there and waiting for a photographer truthfully specifically when it comes to weddings think about like the first thing you do when you get married or I guess when you get engaged you go and you create a Pinterest board and you start pinning and like looking up inspo that is the perfect time as a photographer to swoop in and be like oh you're getting married in Malibu here's some photos I did from Malibu at a wedding in case you want to see them oh here's like an engagement session from Malibu which you might be searching for like that is the perfect time for you to swoop in and be like here is your inspo and not only do I have inspo but I can give you the result too I can help you achieve the inspo so Pinterest is clients sitting waiting like I feel like it is all around all of our ideal clients are on Pinterest and we are not tapping into that. Pinterest is so overlooked. Uh, it's underrated. Like we don't care about Pinterest that much. We don't put that much time and energy into it, but we should. Okay. In my opinion, Pinterest is a very long game type of thing. Um, I've been consistently pinning on Pinterest for like over a year and I am just now starting to see like big results, but it has taken a while. So I, I've been, I posted like kind of sporadically for like two to three years. And then I hired a virtual assistant who has done consistent pinning for me for about a year. And that is like game changing. Like that's when I've seen like all of my work kind of come to fruition. You know, um, I did have a few pins kind of hit, hit it big back in the day, you know, like, I don't know. I did like these like mood board type of pins in like 2018 kind of with what was trending and the pins blew up. I don't, I don't even know the statistics, but I know like I was getting like thousands of pins daily on some of my pins, but it wasn't really getting me bookings. And I think that's because I, I didn't really optimize my pin to help me get local bookings. It was more just like oh, here's some inspo, but I'm not going to like do inspo. That's like location specific. I was so focused on like making my pin trendy and making it trend that like sometimes trends aren't helpful because you're getting in an audience that isn't your customer. Like people who are getting married, like in South Carolina, like they're not my ideal clients because they're not based where I live. And so I feel like on Pinterest, yes, you want to hit the trendy stuff and like make sure you're being inspirational and aesthetic. But at the same time, the end goal is to book local clients. So remember to keep that local focus. It's a long game, a local long game. So when we are thinking about Pinterest as a photographer, we want to be thinking of the local people who are searching for a photographer. So think about if I am a local person 
looking for, uh, let's say a senior photo shoot in Phoenix. Okay. Um, what am I searching for on Pinterest? Okay. I'm a senior. I am, you know, located in Phoenix. Here are the things I'm searching for. First thing, Phoenix senior photos. So I'm just kind of looking like, okay, what senior photos have been taken in Phoenix? Like I'm just interested. The next thing is like Phoenix photo shoots. So that's a little bit generic, but I'm like just trying to see like, okay, what types of vibes, like, um, the other thing could be like Arizona photo shoot. So I'm going a little bit broader or Arizona, like senior photo shoot. And I'm trying to see like, okay, what types of photos like are common in Arizona? Like what type of senior photos are common? And then like senior photo ideas or like senior photo shoot ideas. So then I'm kind of looking for generic like posing and just like inspo. Like that's kind of more like anyone's game. Like I'm not looking for a local thing. I'm literally just looking for like inspo. Um, So that's a little bit different. And I feel like you probably aren't going to book someone local like that. That's not going to help you book locally if you're like popping up for like senior photo shoot, like you're going to get tons of people from all over the place who are going to be searching for that. You want to be using keywords and using, um, utilizing that location. I think that's really going to help you as a photographer. So some of the things that are not going to work on Pinterest, um, work that is not your best work. I know like there's this idea on like Instagram where it's like, you need to push out content all the time, like post, post, post. Like if you're creating content, put it out. If you're creating content, put it out. I think on Pinterest, you need to be a little bit more selective while Pinterest does like consistency and it does like frequency as well. I think on Pinterest, it's like the aesthetic is huge. And like, if it's not a photo shoot that you're like super proud of and like, you don't feel super confident in like, don't put it on Pinterest for me in my head. Pinterest is my collection of my best of the best work. Like that is basically my portfolio is on Pinterest. Like my best work is on Pinterest because I think that's, what's going to do well. And that's, what's going to, um, go viral and get traction. I know that the, the photo shoots that I don't love aren't going to get traction. So why even waste my time? You know, like it's not like I'm building really client relationships on Pinterest like you are on Instagram. I think on Pinterest, you're really like focusing on getting the interaction and getting the engagement and like, you know, hitting viral pins basically. Um, Another thing that's not going to work on Pinterest is posts that aren't evergreen. And if you don't know what evergreen means, it's basically like, kind of like everlasting or, um, you know, like there's two different types of content. It's like evergreen is like, it's always available. Um, whereas like, you know, other types of content are more short term. Um, so posts that are not going to test, like stand the test of time, you're not going to want to post on Pinterest. You want like timeless content on Pinterest because like I said earlier, Pinterest is a long game. So you really need to focus on that long-term strategy. It takes a while for sometimes pins to go viral. I like, this is why I've noticed all of my pins, like, 
you know what? I'll post a pin and, you know, maybe it does kind of well for like a month, but then I won't hear from some pins for a while. And then all of a sudden it's like 5,000 people have pinned this pin. And I'm like, how did this happen? I really feel like it needs to be long lasting content because of that. Like you just, the algorithm is so different on Pinterest. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like the algorithm is good on Pinterest because your old stuff can still get you new customers versus like TikTok or Instagram. You have to keep putting effort into the platform time and time again in order to get anywhere. So it is kind of a nice thing to be honest. The shelf life on Pinterest is amazing. Very long-term very much a good platform to put your time and energy into. Let's talk about outsourcing your editing. The editors at Batch AI offer a 72-hour turnaround for all of your culling, editing, and retouching needs. They have an expert team of editors on call to bring your style, tone, and vision to life. We're talking fast turnaround time, precision edits, A-plus customer service, and no minimum requirements. We've literally all been there. Sometimes you just don't have time to edit through your photos. You have life happening. There's other things going on. So Batch AI is the perfect solution for you. You'll be guided through a series of walkthrough videos and have access to a custom dashboard for uploading, monitoring, and downloading all of your projects for a seamless outsourcing experience. Oshoot listeners can use the code CassidyLynnPhoto for 20% off. Join the Batch AI family today and get back what you love most. Edit less and live more. On Pinterest, another thing that's probably not going to do super well is like personal stories. I'm still kind of experimenting with this because like I, you know, my TikToks and stuff, like sometimes I do have personal stories in those and I'll share those videos on Pinterest. But um, for the most part, like I feel like people are just not connected to personal stories on Pinterest. Like they are looking for aesthetic. They're looking for inspo or they're looking like to learn and have, you know, to be educated, you know, so like recipes or um wedding colors or, um, you know, stuff like that, like posing ideas. Like we're not looking for a big sob story that I'm emotionally attached to. I don't even know how you would communicate that on Pinterest, to be honest. Like that's not what people are looking for. They are looking for, like I said, aesthetic, inspo, education, blah, blah, blah. You get the point. Let's talk about some strategies. Okay. You know, I love my strategies. I've got a lot. I've got a lot. I'm like scrolling through my notes. I'm like, sheesh. Every time I record a podcast, I'm like, oh, this is going to be like 30 minutes. This is going to be nice. A nice bite size episode. Psych. It's not. That's okay though. We're not here for bite size, right? We're here for, we're here for the long run. We're here to chit chat. Okay. First strategy, creating a cohesive brand on Pinterest. I mentioned this earlier. Pinterest is all about the aesthetic. And I think branding has everything to do with aesthetic. If you do not have a consistent brand within your editing style, within your work, within your niche, like if you don't have those things down and set, like that is going to hinder your performance on Pinterest for sure. Um, When I'm also thinking about cohesive brands on Pinterest, I'm also thinking about the design of your pins. So like, you know, if you're designing pins with graphics and whatnot, like we got to keep it consistent, like using the same text and colors and whatnot. Um, I think those things help you and your page overall perform well. 
obviously like pin to pin, if I'm just seeing one pin, I'm not going to be like, oh, that's off brand for this person. Cause I probably, you know, if I'm just seeing one pin, I probably don't connect it to your brand, but you want to be thinking of your page as a whole. If someone does see one of your pins and then goes over to you, to your Pinterest page, you want to have that cohesive brand on your page. You know, the templates you use, the design layouts, the fonts, whatever, like it, you want to have that cohesive feeling because that that's a good feeling. We, we like cohesive branding. Okay. Um, once you find a template that works on Pinterest, keep using it. So, um, I discovered in 2018 that these like color palette type of pins were like gold, right? So I was taking these pictures of bridesmaids and I was like using the little eyedropper tool and picking the colors of each of the dresses, putting them in little circles and posting them, literally just posting them on Pinterest. And I was getting like every single time I did this, I got like thousands of repins on these pins. It was just nuts. And so I found a template and it worked and I kept doing it. And I really feel like it did help grow my account early on. Like it got me to at least like 3K followers or something on Pinterest. So if you're finding a template and you notice like, oh, this does really well. Or when I post about this, it does really well. If I do this format, it works really well. Take note of that and, you know, use that to better refine your content in the future. Um, the next strategy for Pinterest is using it as a visual search engine. When you think of Pinterest, it really is like a visual search engine. That's literally what it is. It's like Google images, but like way better and way more aesthetic. There is nothing like Pinterest. I feel like, um, you know, cause TikTok I think is like the video search engine, but like Pinterest is the visual for video and photo search engine. So it's the perfect space for a photographer or content creator, right? Like we create visuals and people can search those visuals. Like this is, this should be 100% our jam. Okay. When you are creating pins, you need to make sure that your images are searchable though. If you are not creating searchable content, you're basically wasting your time. Um, you need to go into Pinterest with the strategy rather than just like going in there and throwing a bunch of time in there and hope you know what you're doing. We need to have a strategy. Okay. And it needs to be for searchability, specifically for local searchability. Um, so for example, like Malibu, Malibu engagement photos. Okay. Like I'm going to talk about some things later on. Um, actually, I'm going to talk about them right now. They are next to my notes. Let's go. <laughs> I was getting ahead of myself, but I'm like, wait, I'm actually not ahead of myself. Um, so within your pins, the title of your pins need to be searchable. And if you are someone who's trying to book photo shoots locally, they need to be local keywords, not all local keywords, but you need to have some local keywords in your titles. Okay. So, for example, these, I have three examples for you. Um, let's say you take photos in Phoenix, Arizona, cause that's where you're from. That's where you're based, whatever. Um, and you know, it's like a vintage style, right? So you're going to put these photos on Pinterest. Let's say you do an idea pin. You're going to make the title of that pin Phoenix timeless vintage engagement photos. And by doing that, you hit Phoenix, which is the location. You hit the style, which is timeless vintage. And you hit the type of 
you're basically describing the actual pin, which is engagement photos. It also is going to help if you pop up for like Phoenix engagement photos. So like having all of those words in the title, that is great for searchability. The next one, vintage Prada diamond wedding necklace. So we didn't hit any locations with that, but what we did hit are key search words. So Prada diamond wedding necklace. So we might get some people who literally search like wedding necklace and this photo is going to pop up. Um, we might get some people who search like Prada necklace and this image is probably going to pop up as well. Um, it's kind of good to mix in these like generic pins with location pins. So you can kind of help your, um, visibility almost. It's like these broad, pins that aren't location specific, but still describe your image. Those are going to help you probably with visibility. You're probably going to be, it's probably going to perform a little bit better, but then you have also these pins that are location specific and that's going to help you with locations as well. Um, so it's kind of good to have both of that content on Pinterest. The last title would be Malibu Country Club Boho Chic Wedding. So what you notice here is I did say Malibu, which is the city, but I'm saying Country Club, which is the venue. I want you guys to know, I know absolutely zero Malibu wedding venues. So I literally just said Malibu Country Club. I don't know if that's a venue or not. If it's, if it is cool, if it's not, whatever. I have no association with them whatsoever. So I, I'm targeting a venue here because a lot of the times when people get married or choose their venue, they do go and like search that venue on Pinterest. So you're doing yourself a favor. If you're able to get a little bit more specific with your location, if it's a venue, and then you can also say the city and the state as well. So we could say Malibu, California country club, boho chic wedding. And then I'm describing, you know, boho chic. And then obviously I'm trying to say wedding so that I pop up for like Malibu wedding or, you know, something along those lines. Pinterest loves consistency. Um, it loves consistency less than Instagram and TikTok, I would say, but it still is a really good idea to be consistent on Pinterest. And I'm going to say it's easier to be consistent on Pinterest than any other platform, in my opinion. Um, and the reason being is because there is this amazing app slash website called Tailwind and you can schedule pins like you can schedule like three months in advance and you can do so many pins at once. Like it's just, it's incredible. So if you are the type of person who maybe can't like outsource Pinterest or like you can't really handle it and like, you know, doing it every single week, you just want to do it like once a month and get it over with tailwind is what I would highly recommend you use. That's what my virtual assistant uses. Um, so with Pinterest, I would recommend trying to create like seven to 10 pieces of content from every photo shoot or wedding, and then move on to the next photo shoot or wedding with weddings. You might be able to get a little bit more content from that. You might be able to get like 10 to 15 pieces of content, but it's good to like vary your content for one photo shoot. So let's say you do an engagement session. You can do like a carousel post with like five close-up photos. Maybe you do five far away photos. Like those are two separate pins. And then you're going to do an idea pin and you're going to, you know, do three photos for that idea pin. And you know, you're going to, I don't know, 
you're going to want to create multiple pins from one session. Okay. You don't want to just do one pin from one session. You're going to run out of content real quick. You're going to be like, I need to shoot more when in reality you do not. Okay. So Pinterest also has this trends tool, which I personally have never used. But when I was doing my research for this episode, a lot of people mentioned this. And so I wanted to mention it to you guys, if you want to look into it, basically you can see what's trending on Pinterest at different times of the year, which can be helpful if you are an account that kind of relies on trends. And this could be beneficial for photographers. You could see, um, you know, maybe flowers trend in May and April and June. So maybe you have some flower photo shoots that you have in your back pocket. Maybe you post those, you know, in April, May and June. Um, so it's just kind of an idea, but Pinterest has this trends feature that is super helpful for creators. And honestly, I think every single platform should have a trends section, but they don't. Pinterest does because they are the goat. Um, the next thing on Pinterest, it, it's a strategy, but it's kind of just like overall, like our goal on Pinterest is brand awareness. So when I'm thinking of Pinterest, a lot of the times I'm I'm not really thinking about fostering long-term relationships on Pinterest. It's more just like, oh, no, 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 sorry. I am thinking about fostering long-term relationships. It's not really like quick sales. It's more like long-term customers on Pinterest. And the reason being is like a lot of the pins that are popular right now, so the idea pins specifically you can't link to like a website or anything through idea pins. So basically you have no way of like bringing someone to your website for them to book with you. You kind of just like get them to follow you and like get them to be aware of your brand. And then if they want to go to your website and check out what you offer, they can, but it's like not like directly linked to the pin. Therefore it's like more of a long-term long game type of thing. And it's more brand awareness than it is like, making sales. Does that make sense? Um, so that's kind of like our mindset with Pinterest here. Um, I mentioned idea pins and this is something that I want to talk about because it's huge right now. It's been huge for like the past year and a half. So idea pins are basically, um, I think they're like, (laughs) they're kind of hard to explain, but they're like, you can do like multiple pages on these idea pins. I think it's up to 20. I think they're called stories. And they're like story format. So they like expire after five seconds and it moves on to the next one if you don't click it. Um, And I think the thing with idea pins is to either do a series of photos or to do one video because like videos are the new thing on Pinterest, like every platform they're trying to push videos. Um, And so the, the best performing idea pins are videos for sure. And, and these like carousel type of, idea pins. Basically all of the best performing content right now are idea pins. So Pinterest recommends at least five pages for photo idea pins. So if you're going to do like a series of photos, try to do at least five. Um, it's good to do a mix of photos and videos, like experiment around with what it looks like to have, you know, a video and then maybe photo, 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 on an idea pin and then mess around with like 
all photos or just a video, um, Pinterest does recommend like switching it up and like doing a mix just so you can see what content performs well. Um, idea pins are a really good way to get followers. So like I mentioned, idea pins are kind of like a long-term relationship type of vibe. And that is going to be fostered through people following you through idea pins. So that really is like the goal of idea pins is to get followers and to get brand awareness and maybe to hit the right person that's local to you, you know, that type of thing. Um, for idea pins, make sure you are optimizing them for mobile viewing and honestly just pins in general. I still see people doing like landscape pins and not like landscape photos, but like literally like they're long photos instead of like vertical photos. Um, and 90% of users on Pinterest are literally mobile users. So it's good to cater to mobile, you know, get that vertical photo versus horizontal photo. Um, so just keep that in mind, keep everything in vertical. Let's not do any landscape. Um, it's good to focus on keywords in your titles of your idea pins. So, you know, we talked about like Malibu and stuff like that. Those would be great titles for your idea pins. Um, and repurpose your content. Okay. This is probably the easiest thing you could do. Um, create a video strategy for your TikTok and your Instagram. If you're a photographer, most likely that content is probably showing off your work and then just pop that over on Pinterest. It's as simple as that. That's literally what my virtual assistant does for me. And some of my videos, I'm just like, <laughs> like all I did was repurpose the content. Like I didn't do any like in text editing or anything like that. And like some of these videos just pop off, you know, and I think it's just because of the algorithm and like Pinterest wanting to push videos right now. So if you have a video that, you know, got a lot of views or a lot of engagement or interaction on Instagram or TikTok, take that same video and put it over on Pinterest and see how it performs. Cause I can probably guarantee it's probably going to perform well. Okay. Um, when we think of idea pins, there is this like thing in the algorithm, um, that I thought was interesting that I wanted to share with you guys with idea pins, the algorithm is going to show that pin to people who have like previously engaged with your pin or previously engaged with pins that are similar to your pins. So that's why idea pins do so well. That's why they like pop off. Like you get lots of good engagement. And I think it's because of how this, uh, the algorithm of idea pins work. Like it targets people who interact with content that's similar to your content. So it's great for us. Like that is great for us. The algorithm is, it knows what it's doing. Like we love that for sure. Okay. My last strategy for Pinterest is optimizing your Pinterest page. So before you get all excited and all motivated to go and like pin a bunch of pins and put a bunch of stuff on your Pinterest, you need to have your page optimized first. Okay. So you need to have a good visual page. You need to have great boards that match your niche. And within those boards, you need to write descriptions for the boards. You, you kind of have to have an idea of what you are going to be pinning in the future. So let's say you're a wedding photographer, you're going to do a florals board. You're going to do a venue board or like maybe like a ceremony board, a reception board. 
You're going to do a wedding dress board. You're going to do a suits board. You're going to do like bridal portraits or like couples portraits board. You're going to do a wedding party board. Um, you're going to do like a, a trend board. Let's say you do like 2023 wedding trends board. Um, you know, you're just going to create these different boards that are probably going to match the categories of things you're going to be pinning. Maybe you even do boards that are location specific. So maybe you do a Malibu board and a Phoenix board and a Laguna beach board. Like you're making all these boards for like the different areas. That's also a good idea. I've never done that before, but that could be a good idea. Um, so optimize your page, make it professional, make it aesthetic. Remember Pinterest is all about aesthetics. So if you're listening to this and your Pinterest board is kind of crap, or you just kind of like put a minimal effort into it, go to your Pinterest right now. Okay. It's okay. If you're driving, no, but besides that, like drop everything you're doing, go to your Pinterest and just look to see how can I improve my Pinterest? Like are my boards all over the place? Do I have a cute profile picture? Um, is my bio optimized? Like, does it say I'm a photographer? Is it linked to my photography website? Like, is there a call to action? Does it say where I'm located? Optimize your Pinterest before you start putting effort into it. Because if you then get followers from these pins, what, what are they going to do? Like your Pinterest sucks and like your boards suck. Like, you need to have like the good setup first and then reach for followers and brand awareness once your Pinterest is like chef's kiss. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That is all I have for today's episode, guys. I really hope you learned something about Pinterest and I really hope that this gave you just like the inspiration that you needed to go and revamp your Pinterest and actually like experiment with using it for your business. I think that Pinterest is so slept on and like as much as it's so fun to be on TikTok and Instagram like I think that Pinterest is where we're gonna see like the biggest payout um and like I honestly feel like really good clients are on Pinterest as well so that's it for today's episode guys thank you so much for listening and go update your Pinterest go do Pinterest right now okay have a great rest of your day expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, keep my sanity No wisdom rushing in So much clearer now Getting a little bit higher With every step I take, I'm getting good in a little bit better